0: What's well, going everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know me, this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast, the podcast inspiring young rock and metal fans to discover new music and help them find a place they can connect and be accepted. That's where you're on the Core Progression Podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today, we're going full pop punk emo on your asses in the best way possible. Possible, so you're gonna enjoy this one. But before we jump into it, I want to thank support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know my two favorite things in the world: one is doing these podcasts, being able to talk to these artists, and enjoying life to the full Doing this with that energy, I get from this. The other thing I enjoy just as much is going to shows, jumping in those mosh pits, and having a great time. I say mosh pit, mosh pits. I'm sorry about that. And in order to do that, I got to make sure that I am mosh pit fit. So what is mosh pit fit? I consider it as being able to being a mosh pit from the beginning of the first band to the end of the last band and never take a break in between. Also being strong enough to deliver some great hits in there. But also being strong enough because I know I'm not the biggest guy in there. I know some of those big guys are going to try and hit me as well. Be able to take some of those hits. So I'm constantly in the gym doing a lot of lifting, a lot of cardio work to get what I say, mosh pit, fit, and hit on my fitness goals. And you have fitness goals you want to hit as well. But you also have to make sure that when you're in the gym, you're preparing right and recovering right to make sure that you are achieving those fitness goals. and like me being mosh pit fit. So that is where Phoenix Fitness comes in as they have major types of supplements and products to help you achieve your fitness goals, such as different types of pre-workout, both stim and stim-free. I use their stim-free stuff because guys, you think I need any more energy than I already have. If I took like, you know 250 milligram you know caffeine pre-workout my hands would be like Boo! i'd have the jitters like crazy i don't really need that so the sim free stuff is good for me different types of bcw recovery compounds help you absorb nutrients in your muscles post-workout different types of creatine help muscle different types of protein to build muscles they have whey-based blends collagen-based blends plant-based blends i use their whey-based chocolate multivirate proteins that's what i like different types of multivitamins and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals phoenix fitness has for you so our listeners and viewers on youtube can get 20% off. Use the code CPP20 at FNXX.com. Link description of the podcast. Like Phoenix Fitness. Now it's time for a feature presentation. We have David from the band Life in Idol on the podcast today. We're going emo. We're going deep. We're hitting home. Let's have some fun. So are you guys ready? Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the chord Progression Podcast. I love everything lot rock. I love everything metal. So anytime I get a band that is within that spectrum, I'm going to bring them on. If I'm like, hey, this doesn't sound too bad, let's make it happen. This band right here, they've got a brand new single out as recording this episode called Summer Bummer. And if you like that pop punk alt rock, if you really want to get in your fields and really get emo, this is going to be something that's going to take you back and make you feel like, oh my God, my heart, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> in the best way possible. Their brand new album, Continuous will come out in August of this year, so you're not going to miss out your chance for that one to get in your feels, to really feel that great sound that you absolutely crave and miss. But before you go and search up that music and start listening to it, enjoy our conversation with this man right here. So please welcome David from the band Life in Idol to the podcast. So David, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I was really excited. And I uh, found out that we were making this connection. You were really excited. Okay. Now you're starting to make my heart like even warmer compared to like, you know, potential (laughs) emo coldness. So now you're warming me up, man. I mean, are you buttering me up for something? I don't know, but I'm feeling good. Hell yeah.
1: I'm feeling good too.
0: Perfect, man. Well, how has life been going for you guys as of late as a band or yourself as well? Again, you've got, I know you got two singles out from the continuity EP or LP, I should say. Why did I say EP. She could have had a okay. V8 on that one. But you guys have two singles out right now for the new album. I know you guys are playing the Ohio Is For Lovers Festival. Like, There's a lot going on for the band. How has everything been going for you guys? It's been awesome. We're very excited about all the momentum. We're hoping that
1: we can keep it up. Uh, like you said, we just released two songs off of our sophomore LP, uh, Continuity Errors, and that comes out in August. And we're super, super excited about that. We haven't put an album out since 2018 it's been a long time so we're very pumped to get a lot of music out and finally be playing it live for everybody and uh ohio is for lovers is a dream come true we got to play last year at uh kansas is for lovers it was actually the first is for lovers festival that was thrown and um when we got invited back this year we were floored we didn't think we would be i mean like we we thought the one it was a one and done but we, we got reinvited back, and it's at our uh, in our home state of Ohio, so all of our uh, friends and fans can come and hang out and listen to these songs for the first time that we'll be playing them since they've been uh, uh,
0: released and out. We're very, very excited about it. Oh, I can understand the excitement about it. Brand new songs, big old festival in your home state to be able to present this stuff to your fans and to the music community as a whole, because the Ohio Is For Lovers Fest, that's not going to be something that, you know, is a local or, like, just a local thing. No, it's somewhere, yeah, they had Kansas For Lovers. I know there's Ohio Is For Lovers. I know this year they're also doing Massachusetts Is For Lovers, which I'm a little mad I can't get out to because Rise Against is the headliner, and every time I see that, I'm just like, "Ah." but that's just me.
1: Yeah, no, every, like, they keep announcing more and more. And every lineup is just a little different. And like I saw, uh, I think it was I actually can't remember which is for lovers it was, but it had yellow card on it. And I, that's one of our our band's favorite uh, bands, like collectively, and we all wanted to make a trip to go see that it, it, it's crazy
0: that they have it, that this festival has grown so much in one year. Yeah, well, I'm taking a look at it right now to make sure if which one it is. is, is you guys? Are you guys the one that gets yellow card? Let's see what we got here. I no, just put we don't have yellow card on it. Ohio. No, you guys get Jimmy Oral Alkaline Trio. You guys get Under Oath, though, so that is pretty freaking sick. Oh, dude, I know. Sick. Our
1: lineup is so sick. I'm so stoked.
0: You guys get Four Years Strong on there. You guys got, ooh, Reliant K Sayosin. Man, you've got a lot of good stuff on here. So whoever's going out there is definitely going to have themselves a good, good time. So let me ask you this to start out really when it comes to this, because now I'm curious when it comes to the whole entire thing with not only Ohio is for lovers, but Kansas for lovers last year. How did you guys get on the initial line for Kansas for lovers in 2022? And then how did you guys get invited back for 2023 in your home state? Nonetheless, because that's a pretty big deal. I want to know this story. It's
1: yeah, it's crazy. It was wild that we were invited to Kansas. Uh, So Hawthorne Heights, the band that throws these festivals, is from Dayton, Ohio. It's their hometown and um, they still give back to the scene. And uh, they throw they used to throw shows and they still throw shows every year called uh, Holidayton. It's a (laughs) thing that they play or uh, they'll have a headliner and a bunch of local bands uh to support them and uh we've been on that quite a few times like four or five times with them we it's been an honor to like be able to play in the same building with them and with our friends and uh just we were one of i think three bands chosen out of that uh the, the other bands were uh Better Anyway, and Night Beast. They were chosen for Ohio last year. And I got I went to Ohio as For Lovers last year, and I helped uh, Better Anyway. I was there like guitar tech a little bit. <laughs> and uh, it was really sick. I mean, the crowd was amazing. And uh, we, we were just lucky enough. Uh, JT actually messaged me and was like, I just want you to know that we're taking you to Kansas because we really believe in you guys and we know that you guys are trying to get out further and get your music further and we want to help you get there. So they took us a fucking local regional band from Ohio all across the country to play that and that was insane. We, We were the first band there that day besides them. They were the first band but we were the first band besides Hawthorne to show up to their festival. <laughs> uh, and we got like the perfect spot for our merch tent. And uh, one of the people came up to us who worked the event was like, Hey, if a bigger band wants you to move your merch tent, you have to. So we were like, Oh, that sucks. <laughs> uh, but of course, like, you understand. Like, I mean, like, like- if like Emery or Thursday or the wonder years wanted that spot we would definitely move <laughs> but it was cool because nobody asked us to and we were in like the fucking hub of where all the like headlining bands had their merch set <laughs> up so we just got and we were the only regional band to play on the main stage at that show yeah because uh, my homies in fucking Hawthorne Heights hooked it up. I love them so much. Shout out to Mark McMillan. Love you so much, bro. Uh, and something got switched last minute on the festival, and they they got us on there. so we were kind of it was it was really sick, man. I mean, it was like a dream come true kind of experience.
0: Yeah, kind of like right place at the right time for a lot of that. Well, specifically for the where you had your guys' merch set up and then being able to play on the main stage just with things being switched around. But one thing that really makes me smile throughout all this is what Hawthorne Heights is doing when it comes to supporting the scene that they grew up in supporting their local scene still to this day, given oh, the yeah. size of the band, given the notoriety and the fact that they're having multiple different festivals based off <laughs> of a song that they created named after a song. Created. You've got Kansas, Ohio, Massachusetts, who, who knows? Wisconsin is for lovers. is probably going to be next. And I'm gonna be sitting there like, all right, let's go do this. But the thing that really stands out again is, We all hear people talk about, you know, support your local scene, support the local bands that are out there because those bands are the ones that are going to be those biggest bands in the next five to 10 years. And why not help them out now when they absolutely need it the most? What Hawthorne Heights is doing is doing that for the Dayton scene is helping you guys out with that because they're showing you guys the support and they're doing it in a way where not many other people, if ever, could really do something like that where it's, hey, we've got this band that's from our... Our local scene from our region, we're gonna we know we want we know that they want to get out there and play larger shows and expand. Let's take them out to Kansas with us for this festival where people are gonna show up and yeah, they get to have their merch all in between all the big bands, all the headliners. They're gonna be on the main stage to open it up just based off the circumstance. And now this year you guys get to do it all over again, but not just outside of your home state, but literally with so many people coming in. For a festival like that, they're going to come and see you guys. So not only is your local scene going to be there to fully support you, but regionally, everyone is going to be there as well. And It just kind of adds to the experience, especially as continuity errors is going to be released by that point.
1: Thank you, man. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I think it's going to be just perfect timing for everything. And I think this festival will be the greatest show that we've ever played. Uh, the festival is about twice uh, as big as it was in there's twice the tickets that have sold as we've checked uh, that sold last year for Ohio. So we're incredibly nervous, but like super, super excited because it'll definitely be the biggest crowd that we've played in front of. And uh, there are bands in the label that aren't on that uh, show that I've listened to since I was a little kid growing up. I mean, Jimmy Eat World and, and Hawthorne and, red jumpsuit opera i think that's so crazy that they're all playing and like uh, last year at kansas we got to play with my favorite uh newer emo band they're called hot Mole Again. have you heard of them
0: oh yeah yeah you like hot Mole Again? we I know, I know they are it's not really fully my style most of my style is gonna be you know i'm more in the metalcore like punk rock kind of world that's usually oh I kinda yeah
1: yeah i vibe i vibe
0: hell yeah what are some of your favorite bands um, a fair band of all time i, I know i mentioned earlier rise against fair band completely of all time otherwise always into uh ice nine kills big fan of we came as romans except by the dark bloom flag in the way back um always enjoy falling in reverse motionless and white bring me the rise and bare tooth uh let's see who else bad omens is on that list from ashes to new i've really gotten to them over the past couple of years like those are the bands that's Anytime I see them on a, on a lineup or on a list, I'm like, I must go and see them. Like, there is no chance I'm missing out on that. So if some festival lines come out, I look, I'm like, do I want to go to this one? Yeah, there might be bands that i have like, oh, you know, i would be really cool to see that band live. Oh, it's at the same time as Ice Nine Kills. <laughs> I'm going to see Ice Nine Kills again for the ninth time because it's going to yeah. be fun.
1: Yeah, we all, I got my favorites too, bro.
0: That's fucking awesome. So what about you? Who are all like your favorites and the bands that really influenced you growing up as well? Because you'd mentioned seeing bands like Jimmy Eat World, Hawthorne Heights. It's like these are the bands you grew up listening to as a kid and have definitely been influenced by in your music. So what are some of those bands of yours that are your absolute favorites? Uh, Absolute favorite, like number one was Blink-182. I'm repping them right now. (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) It's coincidental, but man, I love Blink. To this day, I still love Blink. I I supported them through the Matt Skiba era. Oh. It wasn't my favorite version of Blink, but I still liked it a little bit. And uh, now that Tom's back, I'm just pumped. Uh, Blink's definitely number one for me. But uh, I love, like, Taking Back Sunday and Yellow Card and all the Blink related side projects. I mean, I stand Blink. I'm going to go back to that for just a second. But, uh, I love like Green Day and, uh, some 41 which it's a huge bummer that they're
0: breaking mm-hmm. up did you love
1: did you like some 41 because they kind of bridge like mm-hmm. punk and like a little I, heavier
0: i i did enjoy some 41 when i saw the uh the it wasn't necessarily the breakup notice it's kind of more like the retirement notice for him because it's like yeah, yeah they've been going yeah. for 27 years or they got another album they're gonna do another tour it's that point in time where this you know They've done this for so long. They may have other interests they want to pursue, may have families. Might be time there's like, you know, we're just going to hang it up, go out on top. And I respect that. I respect it. It just breaks my heart. It's like, oh, man, (laughs) I'd love to see you do it when you're 60.
1: (laughs) I know not everybody shares that. But I think there's beauty and longevity and like the, the going past the limit of where you should have gone. I I think there's something incredibly beautiful about it. The camaraderie and the brotherhood of just like, you know what? Fuck it at this point. Let's just go out and make money and do what we've always done because we still can. I mean, like you see like guys in all the classic rock bands who've done it, like the guys in the Stones did it. And like, it's just crazy just to see i I hope that one day i mean i i i I to Al my drummer, and I'm like, You know, I'm fortunate that we've got to be in a band for this long. like I think it's crazy. We've seen so many bands come and go and so many bands start up and break up because of silly things and maybe some not so silly things, but uh we're I feel like our run has been incredible, and I think that. We are one of the like long-running bands. I feel like we'll be playing shows as long as we
0: can. If you guys are gonna end up being one of those long-running bands, play shows as long as you can. You got to do it because you absolutely love doing it, which you can easily tell comes from you guys and from your voice as well. But just think about the bands we love as well. I mean, take a look again. Blink-182, they've been around for how many years? And now that Tom's back in the band, they're going out, they're touring. They're, They're on tour right now, and then they're going over to Australia and Europe again. It's just there's so much going on there. And it's great to see them back and ever having a blast once again. And even some of the other bands you mentioned as well, like Yellow Card. I mean, Yellow Card was supposed to be done in 2017, and now it's 2023, and they're back at it once again. And I know you're probably like, you said like, dang, you know, I wish they were on the same uh, is for lovers festival that you guys are on, but you got to go and see yellow card at some point this year. If you're able to love for them man, like, you got to go do it.
1: Mm-hmm. We made a thing. Uh, Cause Blink, when Blink came through, I went with my girlfriend and had a great time. I actually caught one of the picks. Nice. I didn't catch it. It landed on the floor next to me. I can't, I can't juice this story up, but <laughs> I will say I went to the ground and put my hand on it and this girl tried to like shove me off of it and she was like get off of it get off of it and I got I thought she was gonna beat me up for that pick dude I was I was not letting go though (laughs) I was like this is my favorite guitarist of all time and he just threw a pick that landed at my feet I'm so sorry lady I ain't giving this up lady yeah yeah I was ready to get punched multiple times with my hand, just firmly, firmly pressed to the floor.
0: But, see, uh, see, we just call that normally just, you know, uh, like what a knock loose mosh, but just getting punched. That's just what happens. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> knock loose. I was going to mention them uh, when you were talking about all the heavier bands that you listen to.
0: Uh, do you listen to knock loose? Knocked Loose is one of those bands where I will always put them on if I'm in the gym and it's like I got one more set of something I have to do and I, it's like I gotta push through it and I don't know what I'm gonna listen to. Put on some Knock Loose and let Brian Garris just scream in my ears and just hope for yeah. the best. It'll have to be that or like Funnel Beartooth in there. I mean like I wasn't really that much into Knock Loose. I saw them do a headlining set last year in April. I'm like I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. But then when they opened for Bring Me the Horizon, I enjoyed it so much more. I'm just like, now I'm in. Now I'm in. That's so dope, dude. What a show. I can't imagine seeing that man Bring Me the Horizon in one show. That'd be wild. Oh, it it it, it got really crazy because it was they did like Shadow Moses and they did the Itch for the Cure lead into Kingslayer. I forgot what they played after it, but then all of a sudden... You just hear Ollie just yell, "Hey Brian, get your ass out here!" And "Diamonds Aren't Forever" starts playing, and it's Brian and Ollie at the same time. Damn, and shit got broken. We'll just put it that way. Shit got broken. I- I'm still here. I'm still in one piece, so I was good. But yeah, people <laughs> I got can't imagine. People got oh. knocked loose during that song. on.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! No, I I love Knock Loose. I. I don't know when I necessarily found them. I think it was probably 2020. I, I want to say, but I I loved them ever since I ha- like heard the first song. And I, it's weird because I don't listen to a lot of heavy music. They're one of like four or five, <laughs> maybe six heavy heavy bands that I'll actually like listen to and be like, you know, like driving, just mm-hmm. listening to their music and shit. I, I think they're awesome. I think the vibe is, all, like, incredible.
0: Well, I mean, it has to be. I mean, they played Coachella this year, and people absolutely loved it. And I can see you're just talking about that, too, because, you know, you're, you you listed the bands that you really were into, and you listed a lot of those, you know, a lot of those Pop punk bands, some some of the emo style as well, and then when it comes to your music as well that you create with Life and Idol, it really reflects a lot of the emotion and a lot of the influences that you had from growing up from the bands you loved. But that's what that's what people do when they make music. You take the things that you love, the influence that you have, and you put it into your own, and whatever comes out is your own individual thing. That's why you know so many bands. It's it's hard to create. It's like a, a brand new genre, but there are bands that do it. But when it comes to creating a unique sound, it's just everyone takes their influences from something, puts it together, and whatever comes out that becomes unique. That's what Bring Me the Horizon has been able to do. That's what Bad Omens has done. That's what so many bands that we absolutely love have done. Because hell, they all grew up a lot of times in the same scene, listening to the same music, going to those same shows, enjoying the same things. So all of a sudden you listen to music and it's like, it's similar, but different. It's unique in its own way. It's because all those influences came together, even from crazy spots out of nowhere have come together. And now you get this grand style to come out and you never know what to expect. And sometimes it's an absolute masterpiece of a sound. Yeah, thank you.
1: I I mean, I love, I love the process of everything. And I love to like, listen to what some of my favorite artists uh inspirations are and like what creates their sound and what you know influences them in various ways i think it's
0: an awesome part of it so we heard about some of your influences but what creates the sound for life and idol we know the influences are there but when it comes to creating the sound what do you guys do to make the sound as unique as it is
1: uh it all starts with a guitar part usually i mean like i'd say a good 80 percent of all the songs we've done it starts on uh on guitar with like a really solid riff or an idea uh, like a really good rhythm part and uh i'll bring it to al this is typically the process al's the drummer mm-hmm. and we'll get it really solid between the two of us we'll figure out exactly what the drums i i, I play the drums too mm-hmm. but he does like everything and i'll just say will you tweak this and this and this and he'll he'll tweak that and that and that and we'll get it just to the point that we like it and once it's there it's really easy to add joey uh joe the bassist and uh jonathan the other guitarist and because the foundation of the song is there at that point and that that's really the magic i mean i'm most every song. I mean, it's a little bit longer and more drawn out. And there's a lot of like voice memo recordings on our (laughs) phones of these demos and stuff as part of the earlier stages in these songs processes. But uh, then once we have all four instruments on the demo, we'll write lyrics over it. And that's usually a process done by John, uh, Al and I, we al does most like of probably that part of it like probably like 50 60 percent of the new stuff and then i think uh john and i split the other (laughs) whatever 40 or 50 percent of the new songs but uh i think that we have a really solid way that we get the songs finished and across and the vibes right a lot of the times uh I'll bring a set of lyrics to me, but it won't have like like a melody with it. So I'll have to find like the vocal melodies and a lot of these songs too. It's just, it's like, a, it's a weird puzzle that we all come together and we just make it happen uh, on every song. But um, some of the other songs have started with a vocal and uh, we we have been trying to, expand i guess on how we write our songs now we have a couple songs that aren't recorded yet but we've started on the drums and one that starts with a bass like a heavier bass line and yeah we're, we're trying <laughs> i mean we're really out here trying you know what i'm saying
0: no i but, i know uh, i know exactly what you're saying at that point in time man don't worry about it thanks man but uh for the first two albums it's been a lot of uh
1: guitar forward and lyric forward writing and i think the only thing that we really want to change we want to keep all the cool stuff on guitars we just want to get some of the other instruments like the bass i know uh we want a little bit more from the bass and a couple songs and we've, we're bringing it in these uh next songs we're releasing which we're really excited about um and we want to bring back some energy. A lot of the songs on continuity errors are ballady, like like rock ballads and uh, things like that. Like, uh, so we've been writing now uh, towards an EP that's going to be a little bit faster.
0: So so you got an LP coming out that's a little more ballady than an EP that you're working at. It's going to be a little bit faster. You guys are just exploring whatever you want to explore. However, the thing that stands out to me when you're explaining how you create the sound is you're trying all these different things. You're starting out with either the lyrics or a vocal pattern. You're starting out more primarily with a guitar-driven style, whether it's going to be a building it off of a specific riff or building it off of a specific bass part or building off a specific drum pattern. But the thing that you're doing with that, the way I look at it, is you're building all these songs off of one piece that is your foundation. Everything else is going to come from there. But the beauty behind it is, If you build it off of one of these pieces, then you have an idea of potentially where the emotion and where the feeling of the overall song is going to go. Because if you have something that you say you have this really aggressive guitar riff and you really want to work with it. Now you're going to want to have, you know, as your foundation, you're going to want to have drums that are going to complement maybe the aggressiveness or this heaviness. Or just this overall anger that it's feeling, or if it's giving more off this, you know, feeling of a heavy despair, you're gonna want the rest of the instrumentals to really amplify that, and then it's gonna have the song create a life of its own, create a full emotion of its own, a whole entire soundscape story of its own, to where you can put a whole entire story of lyrics over the top of it, make it connect in a completely powerful way. And you're writing those lyrics just based off the emotions that you're hearing through that pattern, through how these instrumentals are put together. Or if it's the opposite way where you're building off of a lyric, off of a story, off of a vocal pattern, then again, it's the exact same concept. You have this base of where the emotion is going, where the sound is going, where the feeling is going, and everything else that's going to get added onto it is going to build off that foundation to amplify the story, amplify the emotional journey that the song is going to take us on and the emotional flow going forward. So as you continue to experiment on with more ballad stuff on this upcoming lp or with some faster stuff up on the ep that you're currently working on writing on everything around there it is the principle behind your song construction that's going to allow you to understand and go forward with that it's not that you're stuck in a certain rigid way it's you have a process but that process is processed on principle there is so much variation go off that which allows you guys to play with different influences try different things and work with different sounds as much as you want yeah you really really get it man I mean I think that's
1: awesome I think that we are uh I think that you nailed it when you said the process is like a process because it works well you know I mean like it's not a bad or a rigid thing it's just like It's happened like this because this is like the natural flow of the band and this is like the way that we have always like written those songs and it's it's good to keep that way and keep true to writing in that style still but it's also good to try and like push yourself as an artist.
0: Oh, absolutely. I kind of take a look at from anything when it comes to a process or a creative aspect. What and I look about it with the podcast as well. There are certain things that other people are doing that have their podcasts or have their art or whatever they're doing, even from your standpoint, have their music successful. And if I were to try and do those exact same things, the exact same process, exact same way they do it, I'm probably not going to succeed. And it's just because with what I'm doing, is not gonna fit with that process. But if I reverse engineer, understand the principles of why, and then implement it for myself and understand those principles and create my own process off of that, I'm much more likely to succeed in that aspect. It's very similar with music as well. If you were to write the exact same way to say as Metallica would write their music, you know, it's not going to, you're not going to probably succeed in that because how they write music, how they think about it, how they process it is going to be different than how you're going to process it. But the principles that they go behind might be the same principles or likely the same principles that you're going to have to go behind as well. And by having your process formulated on principles of what you're doing, building it from a, from a base of, a guitar part or from a foundation of that bass foundation from a drum pattern foundation from a vocal melody or a, or a lyric building off of that foundation allows you to try so many different things while also still continue to keep the song kind of exactly where you want it emotionally to go, but you let the song still breathe a life its own to be constantly constructed. It's like starting <laughs> out with like the main brick of Legos and constantly building onto it to start. So you can get, you know, your full 5,000 piece Lego millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting to throw a Star Wars reference in there at all, but for some reason I did. It's like
1: you read, you read my personality and knew that I was an avid nerd and Star Wars
0: lover. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I did, or the only, or like when I was thinking about like building that, I still remember like I was never really into legs. My brother had a little bit more of a affiliation with them when he was growing up, and he always had this like he had like the the Lego bust of Darth Maul from the Phantom Menace when it came out. And it was always trying to build. It was like the most impossible thing, but it was always like, okay, what goes here? We always knew where the base was all the time. So it was like watching him build it. It's like, okay, at least he had that. So at least as he was building, it it took him like four or five tries, but he finally got it. And then I think a year later, I may have accidentally smashed it for some reason, probably doing something stupid in the house and ran into it. Oh yeah. Right.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: kind of not happy about that one was he but you know what i was like six what can i say life goes on right well, like he- li- i'll say life goes on i i did make it up to him I- a couple of years ago for christmas where i didn't get him the bus but i got him the double-edged lightsaber because well he had one as a kid and my mom threw it away and he always complained about it. now i'm like now i presented the The double-edged lightsaber
1: oh that's badass yeah we had a lot of plastic lightsabers come and go when we were kids and we would whack the shit out of each other with them so we got them confiscated every now and then and sometimes they broke because we'd be whacking each other we'd be whacking trees we'd be you know it'd be it was all fair game back then
0: Yeah, it was all fair game, but again, it's just you guys had so much fun with it, and you guys were going to do whatever it took just to have fun with those plastic lightsabers, have a blast with them, similar with your music, kind of bringing it back in. Because taking a look at Summer Bummer, I do want to ask about that. When you guys were writing this song, did it start with that vocal pattern? Did it start with the guitar part? Like, how did this one come to be? Because there's a very specific emotion in there that I picked up on. I want to know exactly where it started from.
1: Oh, yeah. So this one actually started... Uh, not with my guitar part, which it usually starts with, but it started with, uh, Jonathan's guitar part. And, um, I was writing a set of lyrics to a completely different song and a different tuning. And, uh, when he showed me the song, I was like, play that back. And we just went over it a couple times and I made a tweak here too to some lyrics. And, uh, Al Al wrote the first verse and the song just fell very naturally into the way that we have it now. We just, uh, it just doesn't normally happen like that where we would take things from other songs and, you know, it just, I heard that guitar part and I was like, this is like the perfect set of lyrics for
0: this Mm. song. Like right when I heard it, like him play it, I was like, this is perfect. See, now that, that makes a lot of sense to me, too, because when it comes to you writing a song and when it came to writing these specific lyrics, when you're working on a completely different song, maybe what was happening at that point in time was you're trying to build something off of that, off of that, those lyrics, really try and capture that emotion. But then all of a sudden, when you guys are working on something else and all of a sudden John's working on a different riff and you hear it, you connected the emotion behind the lyrics, you connected the emotion of that message of that story so heavily with the different, with this little guitar part that John had come up with. And then now, even though you're marrying two different songs together at that point, what you're doing is, is, you found a guitar riff that accurately matched this more melancholic emotion of kind of just like trying to like loss and trying to build back your own dignity and self-worth and self-respect at that point in time, slowly based because off of, you know, trying to always, you know, give someone the time of day. You might be in love with somebody or like really want to be with somebody. And they kind of always just like keep you around. It's like, oh yeah, he'll always be there. And then when you realize they are kind of doing that, it's just the illusion, your brain is gone and you're emotionally, it's like, you may break from that person and it feels good, but it feels numb at that time. It feels like, you know, Oh, this person that you really were about to do anything for is just like, you don't want to be around them anymore. And they had such a heavy impact on your life where it's like, you realize, man, I wasted a lot of time, a lot of energy. I could have been doing other things, but I wasted it on trying to pursue something with this person, be around this person. And it really absolutely hurts. But there's this numbness to it, this melancholy feel to it. And the guitar part that you guys came up with for Summer Bummer really brought forward some of that feeling of just like. Loss numbing emotion, and then trying to build back, and especially towards the end, as the song builds back up, it's like you realize the dignity maybe you've lost in yourself, the self worth you lost in yourself, and trying to break from that person successfully break from that person is going to help you build back up to it. Of course, it's not easy being able to realize that it's not nice having that realization come to you, but it's something that needs to happen. And that numbing feeling that that guitar part really puts out there with the tone of it really elevated the song and that whole entire story and message going forward.
1: Yeah. I I mean,
0: I, I really did feel that connection
1: and you're right. Mm -hmm. When you were talking about it, I, that when I had that, I, I wrote the set of lyrics first and I, was exploring this other tuning. Uh, It was really a weird tuning. It was like D-A-E-A-C-sharp-E. So it was a really weird one. And uh, I was just trying to match the vibe of what I thought I wanted for those lyrics. And when I heard John's part, I was like, that's the vibe. That is the exact vibe I was looking for. It It was like the perfect union of like lyric and like the guitar part that I was looking for. I was, it was, it's one of the most exciting songs that we have on our record. And we're very, very, very pumped about the response
0: that we've had uh, to it. It, 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 You have to be pumped out because it is an emotional heavy hitter. And when I was listening to it, it's like I could easily relate to, Maybe what you were writing about the emotions you had, but because I went through this exact same thing literally, I went through this exact same thing and trying to like rebuild up those emotions for myself, rebuild my confidence, my dignity, my self respect after just basically always being the guy that was, oh, he's always there kind of thing and just kind of being disrespected. And that, yeah, it's it sucked having to realize that and I kind of felt numb the whole entire time, but. The, the, the tone that you guys went with on this and just that patterns that r- everything hits so impactfully on that emotion i'm like damn you guys some whoever wrote these lyrics whoever's really feeling this went through this exact same thing i did and i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who have gone through this stuff and have felt this as well some may have been in this situation for maybe like a year or two maybe some have been in this situation for maybe you know like me which was like almost like seven years or some people may have been in there for even longer than that but the thing is is we all connect with that sound and then as you guys are putting this song out there, we all reminisce on that point in time where we know we finally broke away from that person. We remember how it felt good to break away from it, but then we realized how much that energy really took away from us over time, and it hurt. Like It's numbing to feel that, but you reflect on that and think not to how it made you feel back then, but where you've gone now and where you're at now. It makes you take a look back to understand how far you've come. And that's why I feel like you guys are getting a great response off of this song. Thank you. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Hey hey man, I don't listen to music as much. I don't do as much as I can in life to like, you know, not understand this stuff. Like I, I listen to these songs. Like I'm going to go as deep as I possibly can to understand them because you guys put your heart and souls out into them. And if I'm going to talk to you about them, I'm going to put my heart and soul into it too. It's the only way to go about it.
1: I can tell you, you that you like have really analyzed the
0: song and I really appreciate that. Cause I was just thinking to myself, I was like, man,
1: this is probably not even this guy's like cup of tea, like genre wise, <laughs> but you went all in like you're,
0: you're professional as hell. <laughs> like,
1: well, well awesome. it's not even,
0: it's not even like, even if the song's not really fully my cup of tea, cause like I did say I'm more in that metal like punk, just more manic, crazy, aggressive kind of style. The fact yeah. of the matter is is not every song is going to be that way. Not every emotion is going to fit for that specific type of genre, for that specific type of speed, for that aggression. And the emotion you guys put out here, it's again, is it something that, you know, I'm going to play to play when I'm in the gym like cuz that's when I'm listening to music all the time. It's not that kind of vibe. But when it comes to sitting down and just really getting a deeper understanding of maybe something I've been through, this song really took me for a ride and it's like, yeah. I'm gonna absolutely respect the hell out of this because you're emotionally hitting on that journey that so many of us have gone through. It just makes sense.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: and I'm really excited
1: for you to hear the rest of the album and maybe get a talk on like one-on-one what you thought about that. Because I really appreciate you hearing
0: everything. That that means a lot, man. Oh, we can definitely make something like that happen, but give me like a day or two to really digest the album because When it comes to me reviewing albums and really going into them, like I'm not just going to go into like, I'm not going to listen through it, put my thoughts down, that's it. No, what I did with Summer Bummer going through it, I do that for every single song, and I really write down my thoughts on it. And if I've got my computer open, I'm writing it down on there. Typically, as of late, like, it depends how many songs are, but for a typical, like, 10-song album, yeah, I can get, like, 17 to 18 pages of notes on there to really understand what I felt about not only each song, how it fits in the album, but how the whole entire thing gets layered together. I don't want to miss out on anything, man. So, if, if, awesome. if you're going to put out this album and you're going to say, hey, can we talk about a one-on-one, you better believe I'm going to go all the way through it so we can really dive deep into it. Hell yeah,
1: man. So it
0: sounds like you have a good process that you have for everything too it's it's a good process to the point where when we talk whenever I get to talk to artists about their songs when I get to talk to you about your song anybody else I've had about their songs, it's the point where I'm listened to it and I know what I feel about it. I know what I've gone into I'm ready for it. Does it take some time? Yes, but g- great things take time you know it it you nothing. Like nothing that like didn't. I'm trying to think of the best way to put it because I was about to say something that really didn't make a lot of logical sense in my mind. My brain was starting to buffer at that point. But it's you know if you want quality, it, it quality just doesn't happen like that. Like I'm not gonna try and rush. It. I can't cut corners on this. If I want to figure out the meaning of a song, try and figure out how it all flows together and really feel how it all puts together, I got to go through my process and do it. And if it takes me only 10 minutes for that song, maybe it takes me 10 minutes. Maybe it takes me a half hour. I don't know. But I got to be open to the journey at that point because that's what music is. It's an art form. It's a journey. You're going through something. Music is going to decorate a certain time in your life. And this decorated a certain time for me going back to when I was in high school and college and even right afterwards. I was like, shit made me remember a lot of things. Maybe I pushed way, way down. It was like, get your fucking Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's
1: a, like, sick power that we have as an emo band.
0: You, you sick emo band, you. You're bringing up feels I bottled in for years. I went like Bill Burr. It's like, just shut it down. Just shut it way down and forget it's over there. And all of a sudden listening to your music, I'm like, it's coming up. It's coming up. I'm feeling again. Not supposed to feel. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, David, outside of the LP and outside of the Ohio's for Lovers Festival, what other things you guys got going on in 2023? You guys going back out on the road anytime soon? What's the plan? If you if there's things that are in the works and you can't give specific details, I don't need you to get in trouble. But if you can tease a little bit, I'm all here for it. We're doing a three-day
1: run with uh some of the homies and a few other bands, actually, like two other bands that Record with the same guy that we do up in New Jersey. And uh, we're playing Connecticut, uh, we're playing New Jersey, and we're playing Pennsylvania. And uh, that is really all show wise that we have going on up until uh, the festival. But after the festival uh, in November, we're going to be throwing our our very own uh, album release show, and we're going to have some of our best friends who like our homies and our favorite other bands on the uh, show. And we're going to pack out and sell out a place called yellow cab Tavern. And it's going to be, it's going to be a sick show. I mean, very, very anticipated. We've been sitting on this album for a year or two, building up content and, and uh, you know, funds to promote it because it's not cheap being a DIY emo band with no no label backing, so we we like doing everything ourselves and having that control, because we end up making more money in the end, you know. But we we uh we're finally ready to release the album. We have all of our uh ends tied, and uh,
0: it's gonna be a sick release. It better be a sick release, man. And just speaking of a couple of things, one, you guys are going to be able to go out, play some shows on the East coast, be able to show your music out to them. And then when it comes to your album release show, you're kind of flying along in the same style that Hawthorne Heights is doing always still supporting the local scene. No matter what it's like, yeah, uh, we're going to be doing a Al Lee show. Let's bring a bunch of the friends in. Let's bring a bunch of people in that we care about from our scene. And let's play a show and let's make it an event for people to really come to and really get behind and enjoy. Let's make it an event for the whole local scene to really get behind and have people come in from out of town and enjoy this as well. And bring them into the scene. Get them to know us even more. Get them to know the other bands are bringing on even more. Supporting local music just like Hawthorne Heights. You guys are keeping that movement going. And I got to applaud you for that. Thank you, man. I mean, that's something that has benefited us as a band from
1: other bigger bands and bands like even huge bands like Hawthorne that have still been doing it. Like we, we want to be people who keep helping people under us and people like even just our peers. We just want to keep pushing each other up. And if you're not always pushing each other up, you know, you're, Tearing each other down, so there's no good in that. So it's just good to support the homies and make sure that there's a good space for everyone to have a like chance in playing music. Because if you have music in your heart, you deserve to have music that you can play in front of a
0: crowd, and you know everybody deserves that chance. I would say more off of that, but I do not want to interject any of that because that ending is perfect for this podcast so david thank you and as we bring this podcast to conclusion one thing i was like to do is give my guest which is you in this instance a chance to say whatever you want to say plug whatever you want to plug promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast so david the floor is yours yeah uh thanks
1: for tuning in guys just uh follow life Been idol on instagram and facebook and tiktok And uh, plug us on your Spotify and Apple Music, whatever you got on your phone, follow us. We are are very, very active and making stupid videos that will make you smile. And we love uh, promoting our music in every type of way that a modern TikTok band and, you know, entertaining band would do for you. So uh, come
0: check us out and stay tuned for the album perfectly said now separate this podcast with three specific things first things first when it comes to life and l when it comes to find them online when it comes to find along with them enjoying all the wacky crazy videos they're having out there for your viewing pleasure where you can enjoy their music stream it buy it download it where you can get the kanuti air EP, or lp i almost said ep again that, that could have <laughs> had two v8s it could be at a v16 right now so <laughs> If you want to follow along with them, which I suggest you do, which I'm going to make sure you do, go to the script for the podcast where it says Find Life and Idol online. There's going to be links and labels for everything of where you can find them, where you can follow them, where you can support them, where you can find them playing live, buy some merch, pre-order continuity errors, and get in the know with them. It's all in the script for the podcast. All you have to do is click on a link and take it there. I'm doing all the hard work for you. All you got to do is click and go from there. Now... David, it's time for number two. Whenever guests on the podcast, I enjoy the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise away way to say thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast, and I'd like to continue to support the band any way I can. So you've absolutely hit on this promise, but I'm going to make it one of two, one or two. So I'm going to give you two options for this promise. Both are the same, but they have a little twist to them. First, the first thing is that I usually do is when I get to see you perform live, it's not an if, it's a when. I'm going to do my best Liam Neeson impersonation. I'm going to look for you. I'm going to find you. And when I do find you, the first round's on me.
1: <laughs> or
0: because it was brought up in this podcast, I had another idea. Or I will randomly find you after the show. You might be like in the van stuff. And I might just pop in like Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi from Star Wars Episode 3 and just go, hello there. And just throw you a brand new toy lightsaber. And then we're going to duel right then and there. All right, bro, but be careful, man. I mean,
1: I I went through the Jedi Academy of Plastic Lightsabers. I mean, I will, I mean, you gotta be ready cause we're gonna be in it out, bro.
0: Oh, we have to do the sound effects too. The <laughs> <laughs> <bro>. yeah. <laughs> Oh it yeah. We'll, so. we'll definitely make that happen. So one of the two will happen. Don't know which one, maybe both, who knows? But number three, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, David, I do not like to end these podcasts by saying goodbye. Way too final. I think that's bad. I love to end these in a different way because I would love to be back on the podcast again in the future. And I made you a promise. So goodbye. Way too final, man. David, this is I'll see you later. See you later. Thanks for having me. Well, folks, that was my interview with David from the band Life in Idol out of Dayton, Ohio. And now it is time for Kevin's final thoughts. So there's a couple of things I can go with my final thought for here. And I'm going to go with the local scene. So when it comes to Life in Idol, they are more of a local regional band. Think about the Dayton, Ohio area because that's where they're from. And who knows of what's going to happen to them. I hope the great greatest firm i hope that they achieve their goals and i hope they become one of the biggest bands in the world but when it comes to the local scene so many local bands are struggling so many local bands are trying to find a way to get you to notice them get you to like them and to get out there we all say from the music scene support your local scene support your local scene we hear a lot of bands say support your local scene but who really truly does it what we heard from this podcast and this interview with david from life and idol is one thing is that Hawthorne Heights is one of those bands that proves that to a T they show it they live it when it comes to the is for lovers festival they are taking bands from their local scene and giving them opportunities not only when they're doing Ohio is for lovers fest but when they're doing other states as well like Kansas and Massachusetts potentially Wisconsin coming up potentially Michigan you never know what might be the next one coming to it and with that being said, all that does is shows that a a band that makes it out of your local scene, if they continue to support that local scene, that local scene can continue to thrive. It continues to succeed. It can continue to grow and it can continue to be a place where so many people want to be, where people feel welcome, where people feel like they belong there. And it just shows so much support for local music that the bands that are going to be coming after Hawthorne Heights. The bands that are going to be coming, the biggest bands in the next couple of years. They might be some of the local bands or those regional bands. If we want to see the next great things, we have to look and see what's going on in the local scene. What's going on in the regional scene and see those bands grow. We need to show support for them. We need to get their names out there. And for myself, what's one of the best ways I can do it is with this podcast right here. I love talking to those artists that I have that are larger artists or artists that are getting larger and be able to talk to them because some of them are my favorites. I also love continuing to talk to the bands that were in these local regional scenes or just starting to get their first record contracts and growing. And so everyone can give them a chance and continue to support local regional new music so we can see these bands continue to grow. Hell, I remember. Think about this. Kingdom Collapse, when I first got to interview Jonathan Norris, Kingdom Collapse, I think they maybe have played only a couple shows outside of Texas, now they are continually going around the United States nationally, continually going around the United States nationally, as an independent band, opening for bands like Nothing More and Three Days Grace, on request from those bands. So it's been awesome being able to see those rise, being able to see the rise of a band like caskets from when I first interviewed them with the name change. They had maybe 190,000 listeners on Spotify. That's a lot of listeners though. Now they're over 1.5 million touring the world and have a second album coming out. I love being able to support and watch that rise as well. Or bands that are in those local scenes now starting to see them play a little bit more regionally, like envision. I love being able to see that as well. And I want to be able to support that any way I can. And you guys can too. So go and support your local scene. Go out there. Go and watch a local band. Go and just see what they have. Give them a chance. If you like their music, you know, request that it gets played in a radio station. Just start talking about it on social media. When bands say, who should we take out with us? Mention those bands names because people do watch that. People do listen to that. Bands take those metrics into consideration. They take the suggestions into consideration. Trust me on that. I know it. I've heard it. We've talked about it on plenty podcasts before recently, and you're going to hear it again today. So I love what Hawthorne Heights is doing. I love that Life and Idol is continuing on with that as well when they do their album release show, and it's just going to make the scene even stronger. So I want to thank David from Life and Idol for being on the podcast. If you want to follow along with Life and L, which you should, when the new one comes out in August, when they're playing shows, how to follow along with them and watch their crazy videos and watch their crazy content online, go to the description of the podcast where it says, find Life and Hell online. Links and labels are there for everything, so go make sure you do that. Thank you very much. Also, make sure you're following along and subscribing to the Core Progression Podcast online. We're primarily on Facebook and Instagram. Link description below. Also, make sure if you're on YouTube, you're hitting subscribe right now and hit like on this podcast if you enjoyed it. Subscribe, become a member, a fan of the podcast. You get episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. And it's a place you can discover new music, connect, and feel accepted. If you're on the audio side of things, also hit that subscribe button or follow button as well. It does the exact same thing. So thank you very much. Also, make sure to thank Phoenix Fitness. Remember, 20% use the code CPP20 at FNXFIT.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, David, from Life and Idol. We'll catch up with you again really soon. So on that note, th- guys thank you for watching listening to the card progression podcast my name is kevin and you guys know how i am. every single one of the big healthy and hearty see ya yeah.